Hi guys, welcome back to Light Chats with Allie and Jenny. We're super stoked to have you back <laughs> in the light, bringing things in the light, light tonight. Chat. Yes, and please, if you haven't already, go back and watch other episodes as well, just so you can kind of get more of a gist of who we are. What's your favorite one? Oh my gosh, they're so many. <laughs> I think the New York one, you guys, and the Secret Church ones are also my favorite, but there's kind of a lot right now. So I, I was going to say New York, too. New York and not very many of you guys have listened to the New York one. Yes, so go so, back and listen to ones that you haven't listened to yet, so you can kind of get the progression of kind of where we're going with this and what the Lord has kind of put on our hearts. So... Super thankful tonight to be talking about marriage with my special, wonderful, beautiful friend, Sydney. So welcome. Hello. Super, super <laughs> stoked to have you tonight. And what's also really cool, you guys, is Sid and I have been friends since college, which really hasn't been that long. Like, yeah, been like, <laughs> early guess, college. Early right. college. Early college. Longer. I know, like 10 years ago. Yeah, how old are you? <laughs> 45. Right? In our, in our early 30s, Sid. Um, but yeah, I would say, what, three or four years now? We've been buds? No, it's been like five. Five years. Yeah. Five year mark. Come on. <laughs> That's a real test, you guys. If you can make it past year five, I think you'll be friends forever. Maybe. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> that's what I hope for today. But anyway, Sydney, we're so, so grateful to have you. And also, you guys, I mean, her marriage is just something that I look up to. So I'm just super excited to be able to have her talk tonight. And really, she's going to do the talking. I mean, I'm going to ask some questions kind of interview style in a fun way, but we're just going to have fun. And we're going to talk about her marriage and just some of the ways that the Lord has blessed her and her husband and the ways that they've blessed others. So... We're just going to jump right on in to your testimony, Sid, and and some of the things that you want to share regarding what the Lord has done in your heart and kind of the events that helped you really choose Jesus. Yes. So um, I was raised in a home where, you know, we said prayers before bed and, you know, occasionally we'd go to a Catholic church together, but we really didn't. Um, there wasn't really that Christian home atmosphere that you think of. Um and so, yeah, I was in that home, loved my family, loved them dearly. They're wonderful people. And, you know, we went through in my later years of high school and early years of college, um, there was definitely a lot of kind of family drama. You know, there's a lot of alcoholism, hard things that um, people were dealing with. And of course, for someone who's in that awkward stage of life, it was um, really impactful on me just trying to... Um, figure that out and process that all as I'm figuring everything out in high school, college, all those weird years anyway. <laughs> um, and then dealing with my own kind of mental health issues, you know, I deal with anxiety really badly, have since elementary school, but you know, with all the things happening with my other family members, I really tried to be the non-troublesome child where I just, you know, wanted to be solid and wanted to be there for everyone else. And so I didn't really address any of that and just kind of let it fester over the years and it eventually got to a point you know I was in not so healthy of a relationship um and you know was struggling with all the things with my family and the things with my own mental health and I said I am done with all this I am moving away <laughs> yeah still stayed in Idaho love this state um but I went to U of I with Allie mm -hmm. and you know I was there I didn't really have a faith that I had always kind of hoped that there was a God. I considered myself agnostic, so I didn't necessarily believe there was God, but I also didn't necessarily believe there wasn't God. Mm. Um, and then 
first day living in the dorms with my roommate, we met a gal on campus who said, come to this party. And I was like, heck no, we're going to get kidnapped. Like something crazy is going to happen. We're going to get roofied. Like Mm -hmm. no way. We are not going to a college party. And my roommate at the time, we'd gone to high school together and she was like, oh my gosh, you're being ridiculous. We're going. So I more went to like protect her. Like, hey, we got to make sure nothing happens to you. And so I went very low expectations Mm -hmm. and then got there. And it was super weird. It was this house, this guy's house, and they had Bible verses on the wall, and there was bowls of candy, no alcohol in sight. Everyone was, like, chatting and being nice. And I was like, what the heck is this place? And they said, we're from this church. Come to church with us. And I was like, okay, like, why not? So Wentz was super impacted by that first. We went through this series about relationships. And, you know, when you kind of hear those in church, it's more like, you know, don't have sex before marriage, like, don't hold hands, you know, I expected all these rules. And, but Premarital was, eye contact. Yes, <laughs> and, you know, keep one foot between each other when you're yeah. dancing and yeah. all that stuff, this and is. so, yes, but it was really, it was mostly talking about, you know, why God um, made marriage the way he made it, and, mm. you know, why the Lord, you know, wants us to wait for marriage to do these things and like why he, you know, made set these relationships apart. And it was really impactful. And it really kind of confused me, honestly, because I was like, this is not what I expected. And so I kept going back out of curiosity and um, eventually just, you know, started reading the Bible on my own and really wanting to Mm -hmm. dig into it and figure out, okay, what is it? You know, what is this really about instead of what I've always just kind of heard? And then it gave my life to Christ after a few oh, months, so got cool. baptized a couple months after that, and um, lived in a ministry house, mm. really got into ministry, and then met my wonderful husband mm. our um, junior year of college and, you know, kind of went through our own, I'll talk about that later, but went through <laughs> our own little relationship stuff. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, we got married, we moved, got jobs, and... Now we're living life. No kids and yet? Right. No babies. <laughs> no yet. babies yet. Coming soon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? The Lord does what he does. So you never know. <laughs> you never know. Oh, that's so cool, Sydney. It's, you know, it's so cool to hear your testimony too, Sid, because didn't you give your life to Christ on Halloween? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's how oh, I always remember day. it. Yeah. Right? You're like, you like dressed as a bunny, like, I surrendered all, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> or a witch, either one. I mean, hey, it doesn't matter. But I remember that, Sid, that you talking about how pivotal that time was for you because you had a great friend that showed you Jesus. And I think that that is something that is so profound because sometimes all it takes is one friend, mm-hmm. one amazing friend that's on fire that's saying, hey, my life goal is to help other people know more about Jesus. And she did. And Tay was like that person for you. Like she, I remember, and I knew Tay a little bit. So it was just really awesome kind of growing up and, and in college too and just kind of being around her and then seeing Sid get impacted that way. Because I had actually kind of met you at the very beginning when you had just, I think, became a follower of Christ, right? I think it was what, our sophomore year? Yeah. Yeah, well, my, year. I think it was my sophomore year. Your my freshman, freshman year. year. That's mm-hmm. right. And I remember, you guys, I <laughs> I looked at Sid and I was asking her all these questions <laughs> and trying to get to know her, and she shut me down. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, 
hardcore Sid. Why? <laughs> yep, yes. I was just like, this girl is way too extroverted for me. <laughs> we will never be friends. Like, gotcha. <laughs> but that's what I love about it too, is that like you would have never expected that. But because we have Jesus in common and because I got to see you grow and then we were in a group together. And forced together. Crazy. We were yeah. forced to love each other because mm-hmm. even that worried me. Because I was like, as we entered group together, you guys, I was like, I don't really know if she likes me. Like, I'm kind of scared. And she's like, no. Right? She's like, and I did it. But hey, that's honest. And that's so funny because through that, we got to grow in relationship, like through Jesus, with each other, watching each other and growing together. And now I'm like, you're one of my besties. Like, it just is crazy because we would have never expected that. And now I'm sitting here talking to you about marriage and like your walk with God. And that was just, it's just cool to see the accumulation, you know, over the years. So. Wow. It's exciting, Sid. Okay, so if you could describe how you and Walker met, what was kind of the events that unfolded there? Yes, we have kind of a funny story. So, and there's some debate about when we first met mm-hmm. because I remember it as we were at a Christmas party for church mm-hmm. and he's a photographer, a really wonderful photographer. And I picked up a camera as we were cleaning up mm-hmm. and I said, oh, this camera is this. And I'm like waving it around. <laughs> and I turn around and he's standing there giving me like this death glare. And he's like, that is mine. And I'm like, Ugh. oh, sorry. And I like gave it back to so that was our first touch point and then I think about a month later we like Mm -hmm. met after baptisms Mm -hmm. at it was like this party for mainly freshmen and we were both juniors Mm -hmm. and so there's like all these freshmen like playing ping pong and like doing all these crazy things and then I'm like, oh, this is just too much for me. And he like mm-hmm. goes sit down and I see him sitting on a couch and I'm like, that's my kind of guy. He's just like <laughs> sitting in the corner chilling. And so I went and talked to him and mm-hmm. then, you know, he did the whole friend on Facebook mm-hmm. and messaged me over Christmas break. Smooth move. Was you like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm your gift. <laughs> hey, we go to the same church. Oh, oh my gosh. He's sweating those DMs. <laughs> Sometimes it happens that way, Sid. Like, you hear about success stories of marriages, and when they slide into those DMs, I'm like, man, it works sometimes. (laughs) And it was so funny, because he's like, he was totally this, like, really Mm well-dressed, like, super, I call him mysterious, because he was just, like, kind of quiet, more reserved. A lot of the guys Mm -hmm. at our church were very, like, you know, rambunctious and loud Mm -hmm. and the funny guys, and Mm -hmm. he was more, like, the reserved, like, Mm -hmm. very mature and he's like with his nice clothes and leather boots and I'm like with my flannels and my leggings and <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh this guy will never like me but uh, we ended up actually going out on our third date we like did a day trip to Canada like it was wow what? yeah he's very impressive very smooth guy wow um Third date in, he's like, I'm going to take her to Canada. Oh, my gosh. She can't run away from me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) If it's not going well, you're stuck. (laughs) Hide your Um, passport. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But it was great. So we dated for four months. Mm -hmm. And then um, we went on. I went with Allie to Mm -hmm. um, this discipleship leadership um, program that our church did in San Diego. And he drove Mm -hmm. me down there because he's from Phoenix. And so he's going to see his family. And Mm -hmm. Um, you know, over the summer we were just kind of processing and I think I realized it a little before him, but you know, our relationship just didn't look the way that it should have. Mm. Like we were just kind of relying on each other too much. It kind of was like looking more like emotionally like a marriage than Mm. it should have been at that point. And so we were just kind of like, you know, we really need to take some space Mm. away from each other and really be on the Lord, you know, be with the Lord individually as individuals and grow in that way we're not really doing that in this relationship and it's just not going down the right road. And so 
I broke up with him, <laughs> and I was like, we'll never get back together, and Allie actually on that project was like, no, you're going to get married, and yep. I was like, no, when I break up with people, no, it's yep. over, it's done, yep. and she's like, no, she just refused to... I saw um, it coming. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent four months apart mm-hmm. and then back to school our senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, he tr- he really tried to pursue me again. He's like, you know, I will wait for you. Like, I really, you know, feel strongly. Like, I've grown a lot this summer and I really want to give this another try. And I was like, no. Like, I was just like, no, thank you. I'm good. Like, And Allie's like, do it. <laughs> right? I was very prideful. Like, he came over to mm-hmm. our, you know, I lived in a ministry house, and so people were over all the time. Mm-hmm. There was, like, 10 of us girls living there. And so he was over, and I was like, no, he should mm-hmm. not be here. Like, this is my house. Get out. <laughs> and I was super prideful. And, you know, one day the Lord just was like, it was after I finally told him, like, no, absolutely not. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, that day, you know, I just really, the Lord kind of just, like, mm-hmm. opened my eyes and was like, you are being prideful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is, I don't know what it was. It was just, like, a softening of my heart. Wow. And I was just like, okay, you know, this man is really trying to pursue me, mm-hmm. even after I broke up with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, like, really rejected him. I'm sure for men that's, like, really hard. Not to say it's not hard for women, right, too. Right, But, you know, I'm sure that wasn't easy. And then so for him to continually be mm-hmm. rejected by me after wow. trying to get me back, but he was still trying to pursue me, still wanting, you know, growing in the Lord, mm-hmm. like, really sharing that and expressing that. It's like, okay, let's, you know, we slowly went on walks mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, to class and like all those little things to try to slowly get to know one another again and then um, we got back together we were together for four months wow. got engaged ah, we're engaged for four months and then got married yep and that's, we're married. The fours. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so yeah so together for four months broke up for four months mm-hmm. together for four months and then engaged for four months so it's kind of been a f- nothing happened after four months of marriage but it's mm. wonderful oh. um, but now we've been married for Two wonderful, challenging, growing, beautiful yes. years. So. Oh, so great, Sid. And you know, it's funny because when I hear this, I remember you telling me a story when we were in college. And you were like, Allie, I think it was raining that night, Sid. And you were like, okay, I got really mad. And you like walked out. So like you always were in a car together. And you told me that you got upset and you were walking on the side of the road. And he pulled his car next to you. And he was like, Sydney, get in. And it was like storming. And you're like, no, I'm not getting in. And it just like, it was so funny because I remember hearing that, Sid. And I remember thinking, what a patient guy. Like for you, Sid, because sometimes you can be so stubborn in that, which so can I. But it's so cute because you were. You were like, leave me alone. I got this. I'm strong. I can do this. And he was literally waiting for you in this car. Like, get in my car. And he finally, like, persuaded you, right? But... I remember hearing that and being like, she's going to marry this guy. <laughs> like, I, I knew, Sid, like, almost instantly. So, yes. yeah, it was uh, – all the, all the things that you told me, I remember thinking, like, Walker is so patient. And he – I think in that story too, Sid, he totally reminds me of Jesus and how Jesus fights for us. Mm. That's like, what I was thinking. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like pursuing yes. – when yes. you said, like, you rejected him mm-hmm. many times, yeah, yeah. he was like – I'm still going to pursue you. And it wasn't in a creepy way. Like, girls, mm-hmm. don't be thinking this means, like, <laughs> right. if a guy keeps asking you out and you're like, no, get away from me. Right. That that's in any way okay. But it was more just like, you know, this peaceful, silent, like, okay, I'm here. Like, I really mm. want to pursue you and, you know, do this life thing, you know, mm. fight for Christ together. And so don't take that as right. you should go out with every guy who has you out multiple times and you're like, go away. <laughs> Not the same thing. Right. right. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sid. Yeah, that's so good. 
And I'm just really excited too for you to describe a little bit of your dating process because you kind of did a little bit more, but mm-hmm. kind of how that was for you and kind of what the Lord was teaching you through that. And then going on, you know, even further towards the marriage and which I was there for is beautiful. The wedding was gorgeous. Um, such a special day. And some of the challenges, but also some of the blessings that you feel like God has given you in the marriage so far. So lots yeah. of questions, but just kind of whatever you feel led to share in the Lord, please do. Okay, well, I'll start with dating. I mean, I think dating is something that's really, really hard Mm -hmm. in these days because it's not laid out in the Bible. There's like no, you know, clear cut, you know, this is how it should be. And so I think it looks really different for a lot of different people. Um, I think a big thing that I was really grateful for that, you know, the girls around me pushed for was guard your heart, Mm -hmm. you know, all too often, you know, and I I think, you know, a good example of is it when you're you know, physical with a man, like holding hands or kissing, you know, all those things, you know, that connects to you. But also when you're emotionally vulnerable with a man and like sharing your heart and sharing those things like that is such a connecting thing. And that really blinds you in a lot of ways to like, you know, you want to get to know who the person is and, you know, not necessarily like bonding with them before you before you know who they are you know you want to really understand like okay this is who this person is this is their values like um and now you know like okay i'm safe to be you know giving little parts of my heart to them and so i think that was a really big thing that a lot of girls really pushed onto me was guarding your heart you know and not to say you can't like share things and you know like be you know you gotta have you have to get to know one another but really trying to guard those special places of your heart that it's like okay that is something I really want to save to share with the person that I'm gonna be with for the rest of my yeah. life mm-hmm. um, so I think that was a big thing I also think a big thing about our dating life that was super important was having really him having his godly men yes. who he was meeting with on a consistent basis mm-hmm. sharing things with and then me having those women who I was meeting with on a consistent basis mm-hmm. sharing things with and I think that's so important because, mm. you know, you hear this story and you're like, what? You were back together for four months and then you're engaged? <laughs> like, that is – that seems nuts. So, but it's like, no, these people, like, his guys knew him to the core. Mm. My girls knew me to the mm-hmm. core. And they saw our relationship and they knew, you know, what was going on with it. And so – and we didn't get one person who came to us and said – hey, I don't think this is a very good idea. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we asked for. Like, hey, please tell Mm -hmm. us if this is like, you know, if you see this from the outside and you're like, ooh, I don't know, like that makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, even though our timeline seems crazy, like having those people so Mm -hmm. close to us championing us, Mm -hmm. being like, yes, this is a good thing. This Mm -hmm. is a God thing. Like Mm -hmm. do this. Like I think that was so, so encouraging because when you're dating, it's so easy to get caught up in each other. Mm -hmm. And again be blinded I mean I think there's so much you know risk for blindness in a dating relationship so to have those people on the outside looking in and who know the inner workings of you as a person and your relationship being able to call you out in love you know when things aren't going well or you can confess you know those sin struggles too and things like that it's just so crucial so those are two Mm -hmm. really impactful things in our dating relationship that I think um were really beautiful because every dating relationship looks different and Mm -hmm. You know, it's so hard and yeah. so confusing these days. So, yeah. What was the next part? Of your yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> and you know, hearing that, I'm like, man, I gotta write this down because <laughs> yeah. in my future dating relationship, like, this is good stuff, you guys. Yeah, because take out your notebooks. Yes, <laughs> please write this stuff down. This is gold because I think too. I tend to. I don't know about you guys, but I tend to really put my heart out there. You know, mm-hmm. and again, that's something I think I don't do well. Sid is 
guarding my own heart because I'm like, oh, I just love people and I love for them to get to know me. And again, that puts on the blinders. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing that, you're doing things that you, I mean, really in a way, like you're acting like this is your husband emotionally and it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not at all. And so just to be aware of that, of those steps. And I think some ladies too, that are listening to this are really like, man, that was so good because they're in that cycle, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've been in the cycle a little bit, you know, of doing the same thing again and again, after knowing that's actually not what God wanted for me. God Mm -hmm. did not want me to be so emotionally invest in this person without actually really knowing who they are first. Mm -hmm. So some women, I think, especially myself, actually probably more (laughs) me, I think are really going to relate to that. So that was super good, Sid. And I think you blessed our ears with that knowledge. Um, But regarding uh, the challenges and kind of some of the blessings and challenges of marriage, what do you think you have to say regarding how has that been in your marriage, seeing, you know, the challenges and the blessings come together, but also seeing that the challenges are blessings, Mm -hmm. really, in a a lot of ways. Yeah. So I think a big thing that we have learned. I mean, mm. everybody says the first two years of marriage are so hard. That's what mm. we heard a lot, yeah. you know, when we were engaged. It was like, oh, the first two years of marriage are so hard. They're so challenging. You're like, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, okay, you know, we're doing this. Which, you know, when you're following that, mm. you know, really, you're really wanting to do it the way God does it. You know, you're not having sex before marriage. You're not mm. living together in sin, you know. You're really like you know, the two separate people, and then you come together as one Mm -hmm. when you get married. I can see how it would be so challenging because you're finally, you know, taking all these huge steps at once, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're doing all these things together. And Mm -hmm. so it can be super challenging. And, you know, I think something that I'm learning a lot in this season is, you know, in Ephesians 4, where it talks about, you know, walking in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with Mm -hmm. patience, bearing with one another in love you know that is you know you read these verses and you're like oh yeah like (laughs) but I really do feel like that marriage relationship where you live together Mm -hmm. all the time you're making all these big decisions together Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. you know it's like you really learn you really learn Mm -hmm. how to walk in that otherwise you know you're marriage is, mm-hmm. you know, struggles. If you can't, mm-hmm. both of you, you know, be humble and treat each other with gentleness. Even the men, like our men mm-hmm. need us to be gentle yeah. and loving with them. Yeah. Like that is so crucial, you know, mm-hmm. as a woman, as a wife, you know, treating our husbands mm-hmm. gently because they are so hard on themselves. They take, yeah. you know, they bear so much of that pressure yeah. and wanting to like provide for our families. And so I think, you know, being really gentle with them, having patience mm-hmm. with one another, you know, understanding that mm-hmm. each of us is going to have hard days, yeah. you know, even though us women tend to be the feelers and mm-hmm. the emotional ones, you know, our men, <laughs> they need us to be patient with them yeah. too, because, you know, they're having their own inner mm-hmm. turmoil, even if they're not so expressive yeah. about it. And, you know, that bearing with one another in love, oof, mm-hmm. you know, there are... You know, you go through hard things in a marriage, mm-hmm. things you can control that are within your marriage, and then things outside of it. You know, you have two families mm-hmm. coming together. It's a lot. You know, you got for each other's friends, mm-hmm. you have each other's work lives, careers, mm-hmm. when, you know, eventually, you know, you got your babies. Yeah. And so, you know, really being able to bear those things together mm-hmm. in love, mm-hmm. like that is so, so important. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, you know, one night, you know, even if he does the dishes every night, like <laughs> I'm going to do the dishes for him tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, or like if he's having a really hard day and he's really struggling, Mm. you know, I encourage him to go play basketball, even Mm -hmm. though I haven't seen him very much all week because he's been working. Like, go play basketball, get out that energy, like, Mm. go do something that brings you some joy, Mm. you know, and so, Mm. and really, you know, taking those hard things and coming together. It's Mm. so easy to 
process things separately and that's mm-hmm. good it's so good to mm-hmm. figure out how you feel individually mm-hmm. but then you really have to come together yeah. because you you take on those things as a team when you are married like there's no out like yeah. you're in it you're glued. and so you know you have to be able to deal with those things with one another and in love and mm-hmm. love doesn't look like this emotional mm-hmm. you know passionate thing all the mm-hmm. time it's it's the down and dirty where you're <laughs> like okay we're gonna like mm-hmm talk about this, even though it's hard and we don't want to, we're going to like make these hard decisions today, even though we don't want to. And so I've really been learning about that. And it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a challenging thing. Everybody says marriage is hard and I get that, but I think it's more challenging. You know, every day you're challenged. Every day you're, you know, doing these things together and you're growing. Mm -hmm. And that's the hope, you know, is that you grow Mm -hmm. together and and in that love mm. where you don't always like each other, mm-hmm. but you always got to love each other. Yeah. You always got to love each so other. Good. Man, so that's so good. And you know, something I think that we heard a lot about, specifically when we went to church together in college, was the sanctification piece, you know, of yeah. being like, you're going to be so sanctified because mm-hmm. sanctification is just looking, the process of looking more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so in your opinion too, what do you think, how do you feel like that process of sanctification, has it become a lot more, you know, since you've been married too? Because I know you talk about it a lot, but could you describe a little bit about that process and how do you feel like you're being further sanctified with Walker to look more like Jesus? Oh, yeah. So I think, especially talking about how we want things to look for our children, you know, really setting each other up where, you know, setting each other up to succeed mm-hmm. and really, you know, I think something really important that we've learned is, you know, how we have to communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to our relationships with Christ, you know, we each have separate relationships with Christ. You know, we each have different ways we communicate. We each, you know, have our own sin struggles and our Mm -hmm. own, you know, things that we really need championed in. And so I think, you know, part of... uh, a lot of that sanctification looking like Christ is grace, um, <laughs> grace upon grace upon grace, mm-hmm. because, you know, you have to realize you are married to a sinner mm. and that person is never going to be perfect. They are going to let you down yep. time and time again, mm. even if they don't mean to, even if they mean things with the best intentions, you know, you're married to a sinner. And so, you know, having that grace for one mm. another and because really, you know, all the other people in life are important. Like, it's so mm-hmm. important for you to have your friends. It's mm-hmm. so important for you to have your family. But if you're not getting that grace mm-hmm. and that love and that patience at home with your mm-hmm. like with your partner that you are doing this life thing with, like, mm-hmm. that is a hard life. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, all that sanctification mm-hmm. comes from having grace with one another. I think learning each other, mm-hmm. you know, you're, the person you married mm-hmm. is not going to probably be the same person five, right. ten years later because wow. hopefully you're growing. You know, there's going to be hard times mm. where you're like one of you is down in a pit mm. and the other has to champion the other up, mm. you know. Um, but hopefully you're growing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that person is constantly changing, constantly having their own thoughts and mm. feelings. And so, you know, a lot of that looking like Christ is, you know, just being patient, mm-hmm. just being willing to choose them mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. and, you know, setting the tone for what you want your family to look like mm-hmm. and pushing each other to be like that. 
you know, pushing, you know, pushing each other toward Christ, whether that's reading the Bible, praying together, you know, a lot of the time, you know, sometimes I'll be going through a hard time and I'll be down in the pits and I'll be mad at God. And my husband's like, can I pray with you? And I'll say, no, (laughs) you know, I'll just like be a brat and I'll be like, no, I don't Mm want to pray right now. He'll be like, okay, well then I'm going to pray for you. And he'll just sit there and he'll put a hand on me and he'll pray. Mm. He'll pray out loud and I'll have my eyes wide open. Stubborn, and I'll be like, no, I don't want, I don't want any part of this. But it always impacts me. And it's mm. always like, wow, like, okay, that is how I need to be acting. He, like, he's lifting me up mm. right there and championing me up in the sweetest, most wonderful way. Wow. And so, yeah, I think that biggest thing about mm. marriage is understanding you're married to a sinner and mm. having grace and championing one another. Oh, Sydney, that's so good too. And I just feel like it's so funny too, because you're always that independent woman who like knows what they want, has this plan, like five, 10 year out, like Sydney, you were always like that and had your little like highlighters and your organization. And like, even today you have sticky notes all over your beautiful Bible. I mean, this is who she is, you guys. Like she is just so organized and wonderful and she loves it. She loves it. But it's so funny too, because I feel like God totally gave you this love story that you couldn't plan, mm-hmm. that you didn't want, let's be honest, at the, at the beginning, mm-hmm. that you never in a million years would have thought have happened, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that it happened. And it's so the Lord, because that was something that you just didn't plan. It wasn't in your plan. It wasn't in your five-year plan. Like you didn't want that. <laughs> and so just to see the Lord kind of broke you down, took away that plan, stripped it, and then gave you somebody that you actually really did need. Like somebody that was going to further sanctify you and is going to love you, actually pursue you like Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. again, I hear that and I'm like, man, if my my husband doesn't pursue me like Walker pursued Sydney. I will not get married. Like that is so beautiful because every woman wants to be pursued and they should be like the man. It's it's his job to pursue. And so Walker does that so well, Sid. And I hope he's listening. If you're listening, you're amazing, Walker. Um, and I'm just, shout out to Walker. Shout out to Walker, you guys. Um, but yeah, Sid, it's just so sweet to hear that and, and to hear that also the challenges are actually blessings that further your marriage. And it sounds to me like you're saying that, that even in the heart, it provides, you know, so much of the blessing in it and the growth to actually grow you to more together and towards Jesus, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. And I, I could hear about it forever and I love it. So the last question too, that we have kind of more about your advice, Sid, is what is your advice to single ladies out there that are like, Hey, I don't know. There's no golly men around me. Or if there are like, I'm just so broken right now. I can't even picture a marriage. Um, and also married ladies, like what is something that you feel like the God has put on your heart to give advice about regarding, um, for the single ladies and some of the married ladies? Yeah. So I think a big thing that, you know, women really struggle with, or at least I don't want to speak for all women I struggled with Mm -hmm. was, you know, where in the Bible it talks about, you know, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Like that was just something that I really struggled with. And I was like, well, I want to be able to be making decisions. I want to be Mm -hmm. part of this. Like, I don't want to just do what he does because he says that's the way it's going to be. And so that was, I think that's something we all kind of battle with is like, Oh, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do that. And so, you know, going into marriage, it's kind of like, well, yeah, the Bible says that, but do we really have to do that? <laughs> you know, so that's a hard thing. And I think, you know, first of all, the Bible does say wives submit to your husband. Mm-hmm. So that is a big reason. Choose wisely, mm. friends. Like, do not chase the ring because the ring means nothing. Yeah. It's about your wow. covenant that you make with your husband under God. Wow. Like, that is what it is about. And so, Please, please, please don't chase the ring and take your time and choose your husband wisely because the Bible does say wives submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. And I think something important to recognize about that is that, you know, when it talks about, you know, 
something that has always stuck with me was Vody Bauckham says in his series <laughs> Love and Marriage, if you've ever listened to it, he says, anything with two heads is a monster. <laughs> and so, you know, if you have a wife and a husband both trying to be the head hmm. in a marriage, you have a really dysfunctional, hmm. heartbreaking, hard situation where it's just not healthy. It's not going anywhere. And it's just not God's design. Hmm. And so, you know, part, you know, a big part of that, you know, wives submitting to their husbands is like, your husbands are supposed, you know, that's why it's important to choose a man who's submitting to the Lord, mm-hmm. first of all. Second of all, you know, it's about having that leadership in your life. And for them, you know, wives are the helper. You know, we were created to be the helper to mm-hmm. men. So we're not quiet in this. Mm-hmm. We're not just laying back and saying, okay, you make the decisions, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about, you know, trusting in that man that the Lord is leading mm-hmm to lead your family in the right direction and it's about being able to come alongside him you know offer up that patience that love and you know offering up your opinion no one says you have to sit there quietly it doesn't say you know (laughs) that you have to never have an opinion about anything (laughs) you know and so I think you know that's something don't get caught up in that wife submit to your husbands but also understand that you know that is God's design Mm -hmm. and so really really make sure that the man that you choose to submit to is going to be one who's going to lead you in love. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that submission is about. It's like your husband is giving himself up for you, um, that he might sanctify you, having cleansed you by the washing of the water with the word. And it's, that's such a beautiful, beautiful picture and something, mm-hmm. you know, that is Oh, I just love it. It's beautiful. But that is really is what that submission is about. So don't get too bogged down by that and feel Mm -hmm. like you have to just be under his rule because that's not what it is. Um, And then, you know, if you have little ones nearby, I would say (laughs) turn this down or pause it. (laughs) But you cannot talk about marriage without talking about sex. (laughs) Um, You know, something really important about that is I'd say for the single ladies, the engaged ladies, um, something really important that I would say, you know, God designed sex to be between husband and wife for a reason. You know, it says in the Bible in Genesis, you know, it says... And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Mm -hmm. And that is something so, so important about, you know, the sexual relationship and things is that it's awkward and it's scary (laughs) and it's so vulnerable to, you know, to like show those parts of yourself and, you know, you want to be whoever you're with. You don't want to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be scared. You don't want to like pick yourself apart and be nervous mm. about it, which I think, you know, is a sin that, you know, we all kind of struggle mm. with in our own way. But you want to be with a man who's going to say, you are beautiful, who's going to be choosing you. Mm. And, you know, you want to be with someone who it's like, okay, you know mm. that, you know, you're going to have sex with this person mm-hmm. and they're not going to run away tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like you and this person are figuring out together. And that's, you know, another thing is that, you know, please don't get caught up. I feel like I've heard so many Christian women say this about, you know, the first night, you know, when they get married and they have sex, you know, there's this expectation of both mm. the man and the woman that it's supposed to be this passionate, mm. you know, amazing, like, just mind-boggling thing. (laughs) But you have to understand, you know, when you are coming together in that way, Mm -hmm. bodies are awkward. (laughs) They make funny noises. (laughs) 
there will be times where I'm things, like, la, 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 la. <laughs> there will be things that Say just it, don't cooperate. And so don't have this pressure and this fear and this like, just like heartache and scaredness about it. Mm. Don't put that pressure on yourself that it's like, oh, it has to be this magic thing mm. and he's going to hate me if it's mm. not or, mm. you know, things like that. Because you know what? It's probably going to take you some time to figure out each other's mm. bodies. That's why it's so beautiful that God wants this be- to be between one man and one woman yeah. so you can figure it out together. For the rest of to, your life. For the rest yeah. of your life. Wow. So it can be this passionate fun. So mm. have you know, when you get to that point of when you're, you know, engaged and you're about, to, you're approaching that first night, go into it wanting to have fun. Don't feel that pressure because so many women in here like go to the bathroom and cry on their first mm. night because they're so scared oh, and, you know, it's so hard. And have that open communication with your partner mm. to be like, this is working, this is not, or like, I'm scared mm. about this, or like, can we mm. do this slowly? Like, this hurts, you know, mm. like, be really honest and open about those things. Mm. And be with someone who, you know, you can be naked and unashamed of and mm. not be afraid to have those conversations mm. because they're scary and nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, you don't want to, like, be having that conversation with a guy you're going to have a one-night stand with, you right. know, because you know it's, like, that's just not going to be the same as mm. having that Christ-centered relationship full of grace and love and, you know, that kind of – is it First Corinthians or Second Corinthians love that it talks about where love is patient and kind and, you know, all these beautiful things. I know. Second, I'm like, where is it? Corinthians. This isn't First Corinthians. Trivia. First Corinthians. First Corinthians, I knew it. There it is. You were almost right. There. You had two options. <laughs> I did. So you got it on the same. He was very right. First Corinthians. That's right. But that's yes, right. so that's a big thing. And then one other thing I would say is, um, or I guess two more things. One other mm. thing is, don't use your spouse as your emotional punching bag, mm. ladies. Mm. That's what your girls Ouch. are for. Right. Amen, like, sister. You know, Come on. Or not even what your girls are for. You know, that is what the Lord is Amen. for. Like, you yeah. go to the Lord yeah. and you deal with those big, hard feelings. You mm. process with the Lord first and mm. then you take it to your husband because your husband should not have to take that beating because mm. honestly, you know, we carry so much emotion. Like, it is overwhelming sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, take that to the Lord first and then take it to your husband. He is not your emotional punching bag. He is not, you know, your person in you where you can just go for hours about that oh. thing that happened at work. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> be kind. at work. Right. Be kind to your husband. They are they work really hard to be patient and loving mm. toward us. And the thing that I would say for for my single ladies out there, Ooh. a big thing that I want to say. On, that's for us. Is, <laughs> finally, something for me. Something oh my big God. I want to say is that um, you know, it can be really hard and pressure feeling to feel like, especially in today's culture, you know, you think a lot about like that Christian culture where it's like, oh, you gotta be married by the time you're 20, or you're like falling behind, you know, and like all these things are like you have to be in you know, that hmm. perfect relationship or you see the beautiful diamond and you're like, Mm. oh, I want that. But ladies, I just want to encourage you so much. You know, Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god run your race ladies Woo! save for the one run for the your ladies in the back race. so good <laughs> ladies if you are running your race mm. and you look beside you and there's a man who is mm. running that race too mm-hmm. and you're like hey Let's run this race together. <laughs> then it's awesome. 
But you do not want to be running your race for the Lord and be looking back and being like, hey, where's my husband? Where's right. my man? Like, I'm, I'm not a man him? right now. Because that will distract you so much from mm. the beautiful things that the Lord wants to do with you. Mm. You know, love on your ladies because that freedom. Marriage is wonderful. Mm. But marriage, you know, it takes commitment. Mm. It takes, you know, giving your life to being a wife and potentially a mother. And, you know, you have these huge responsibilities that you don't have when you're blessed to be a single woman. And you can just do whatever the Lord wants you to do. Yeah. You can take those risks. Go to New York. <laughs> right. Yes. Go. You can go to New York on a whim right. and not have to communicate with anyone or say, honey, do we have the budget for this? Right. Like, <laughs> Come you know, on. You have Dang. that freedom to do what the whatever the Lord puts on your heart, whatever what risks you want to take for mm-hmm. Christ, like mm-hmm. you get to do do that and so that is a gift that is not a burden that is a beautiful gift use it enjoy it That way when you, you know, if and when you do get married, you don't have look back and have regrets and say, mm. oh, I wish that I would have done this big adventure that I had the opportunity to do. But I was like too busy, mm. wanted to look pretty on Sunday to impress <laughs> this guy. You know, you want to be able to say, I am doing that as much for Christ as I can in the mm. season that I'm in you know, with the people that are around me. Oh, that's what I got to say. Sydney, so good, you guys. I really hope you guys are taking notes for that because that was just so packed full of wisdom from the lovely Sydney. And I just, you know, I was thinking about this too, Sid, as in the Bible it talks about, you know, singleness is a gift. Mm-hmm. So it's marriage. Like marriage is a gift too. And it's just like what gift you have right now, it's still a gift. Like singleness isn't as, you know, less of a gift than marriage is. They're both mm-hmm. gifts. And I just kind of, that kind of came to my head that like the Lord was like, you know, some of you out there that are listening are like, man, I'm so tired of being single. This sucks. Like, I wish I was married. And it's like, they're, they're both gifts in due time. And the Lord will give you whatever, you know, that he's going to give you. And he's perfect and just in that. But there's sometimes we forget that singleness is a gift too. And like we were saying mm-hmm. today, so we were talking, you were like, Allie, like you get to go to Hawaii. Like you get to go do those, these things, mm-hmm. Allie. And you're like, and it doesn't mean I don't love my husband, but it's different. I don't have the freedom to get up and to go at any time and go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just some ladies too that are listening, you know, for you to really hear that and to really know that, you know, God sees you in that. He's given you a gift. Like the gift of singleness, it's a gift. It's a dang gift. And to not let that pass you by because you will never have it again. Once you're married, it just, it's, I mean, it's, it will never happen again. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just think hearing that said, I think there's, there's so many people that are going to be listening and are really going to cherish that wisdom. And, uh, we're just so grateful that you could speak so much wisdom into our lives. Jenny and I yeah, are sitting here like, like getting rocked, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so profound, Sid. So, Having said that, Sydney, what do you think is a weekly prayer that you would you would like to kind of mention um, for just people in general? And and if there's anything specific on your heart that you would like people to pray about? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, our culture pushes individuality and singleness and the culture also pushes marriage and like being in relationships and having these perfect, you know, quote unquote, perfect Mm -hmm. lives. And so I think the biggest thing that I would encourage people to pray for is just peace and contentment Mm -hmm. with where the Lord has you in life and prayer that he would be opening and closing those doors and leading you to wherever you want that he needs you to be and wants you to be. But ultimately I think that peace Hmm. is the biggest thing. Oh, so good, Sydney. I just want to, I can't wait to rewatch this, you guys. And I really hope you guys felt blessed by Sid as well. I know I for sure did. So, so excited that I could have you on tonight, Sid, just talking about your story. So we thank you. It's nice to just 
take a step back and not have to do all the talking. Right? <laughs> nice. You talk so beautifully, Sid. And I know, I, honestly, yeah. it was such a gift to have you tonight. So oh. thank you for sharing. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, it was great. Thank you. And thanks for listening, you guys. And uh, we hope that this really just, again, that you can pray on this and re- really reflect on what she said. Because, it, I mean, it was all from the Bible, you guys. Like, you should have seen her here flipping through <laughs> and putting notes. I mean, this is her wisdom, you guys. It's, it's Jesus himself. So we just pray that that really touched your heart tonight again. And um, we love you guys. And we're excited to to hear more about what you're thinking about this and how it's touching your heart as well. So Amen. thanks again, Sid. And God, God bless. bless. And oh, go wait. be the light, everyone. Have a good week. God bless you.